Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Winning Edge podcast. As always, I'm Rick. John, how are you, mate? I'm good. I'm good. Busy at the moment. Um, I say busy. Busy with it. It's a quiet time of the year. We've just been talking about this kind of off air. You're fucking really, really busy at what should be a quiet time of the year. We're quiet a little bit as far as the, the gym goes, but quiet times is time to start working on the business. So there's a lot of shit going on behind the scenes, which is which is good. Hopefully, hopefully some stuff for next year. But uh, good, all good. Good. I'm sat here smug again because. Yeah, again, the sun is shining. Sunny. And I, yeah. Well, not, was... not, not to rain on your parade there, but it's fucking roasting here. <laughs> yeah. So I'm also flying to Mexico on Sunday, so it's pretty warm there as well. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. We didn't talk about that off air, did we? You've oh, caught me yeah, out. You've that, caught me, caught me out with that one there now. Yeah, just a quick five days, chill out a little bit. Beautiful. Whereabouts in Mexico are you going? Uh, just just outside Cancun somewhere. So just if anyone all inclusive, chill, just try and try and actually you know switch off for a change. So if anyone's in Cancun and they see John in Cancun, leave him the fuck alone. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that goes for anywhere I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So something I wanted to touch on a little bit, especially your like your level of expertise here and the people you've hung around with and worked with fucking hung around with not quite the right word in there, but you know, worked with is, is, is high level performers. Right. And you know, what we're trying to you know do on this podcast is, 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 is help people understand, I guess, what it takes to build a mm-hmm. business, run a business, but also, you know, the different mindsets it takes. And we've all worked with different people. But I guess with some of the people you've worked, high, high-level business people, very high-level sports people, um, you know, is there a handful of traits, we put you on the spot a little bit here, but a handful of traits that you see? Like, I think anyone that goes into business or anyone that goes into sport, and lots of things really, we're all competitive. But there's something that sets, like, real winners apart. And look, you know, none of us have, of us have worked with, you know, Steve Jobs or Elon Musk or that kind of level. But there's clearly, like, those kind of people, there's clearly something that sets those guys apart. It's not just being competitive. It's not just being willing to get up at 4am and fucking work hard. And all the things that everyone tells you, there's something else there that really drives somebody like that. Is, Is there some, you know, things that you've guessed, noticed in your time that you go, okay, these are some of the nuggets that, that these people do or these people have that kind of sets them apart from other world-class people. You know, there's a big difference between being a world champion and being top 10. Mm-hmm. Even though you've, you've, you're all very good, but yep. there's something that sets other people apart. What, what, what in your experience have you come across? I think um, <clears throat> I'll start with business people first and then – yeah. And then maybe going to the athletes because even though they're, they're very the same, that there's there's loads that's the same. But instinctively and uh, instantly, two one thing for each one, each character, each yeah. character group comes to mind. Business people, vision, absolutely vision, uh, the vision to solve a problem, and the vision to solve a problem to the masses. Um, I mean, yeah, that, that that there is levels, isn't there? That that elite level. I think my highest, the highest net worth of a client that I've worked with is about seven billion. You know, so pretty, pretty, pretty not, rich. Not pocket change. 
pretty rich. <laughs> um, and you're right, you can, like you say, you can go through all that about getting up early and grinding and all that. And then, they, of course, there's, there's personality traits about being, you know, ruthless or can make a decision and all those things. And, and um, But for me, it's, it's a vision. They, they, they solve problems. They will identify, um, you, you know, a, a gap in the market, something that's missing or something that's already out there that they decide that they could do better, that isn't right. There might be, a, you know, the one that springs to mind is sort of like the electric car. You know, cars, I'm not, I'm not getting into the environment and all that shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, not opening that kind of worms, definitely not. But, you know, somebody, and actually whether it was Elon or not, I think it might have been, but anyway, somebody's gone, yeah, we can make a car out of electric. Now these these gazillions of cars, um, well, we can make a car run on electric, should I say? But there's gazillions of cars out there that that do a certain job. But somebody's come along and gone, "I'll do a car. I'll do it differently." Yeah. And and that that for me in in business people is is that is that one thing. It's that vision to solve that problem, to create something, that little tool that. You know, I think of them. My dad, my dad, you know, my was a was an engineer all his life and would work with you know tools, hammers, spanners, all that kind of stuff. But I, I look at like my dad now, and he, he stru- really struggles with his hands because of years of yeah u- using screwdrivers and hammers and all that. Then one day, someone came along and invented the 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 drill, you know, the electric screwdriver. The you can turn it a million times. Yeah, those days, fucking hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and and. And that, for me, is is one of the key characteristics. Is, is that vision, that vision to solve that problem. That that for most of us, we're just pottering about in our life. Don't even think about it. Don't even know it exists. And I think, I mean, just to go back to your point on the electric car, because I think, like you say, when we go to the to the big, big people that have that have changed the world, the problem they see or whatever they've heard is that risk to go. They. They, they, they're solving a problem that's actually in the future. Yeah. So, like, if I go off the States, like, and UK and everywhere else has followed, but the States started a lot of this stuff off with, we're going to try and take everything electric. Now, that was maybe 20 years ago that this whole thing sort of started. And Elon Musk, who I say, whoever's come with the idea has gone, okay, this is going to be a huge problem. Let's start developing this now because if – especially somewhere like California gets its own way with everything, right? They've got, I think by 2035, every single car will have to be electric, mm-hmm. right? So this started years ago and someone like, um, you know, Musk has come along way before this was a big problem. There's plenty of people still got petrol cars, stuff, but he, he, they knew if they were first to market, and this was something I was listening to the other day about, it's not just the ability to solve a problem. It's the ability to solve a problem faster than your competition. Yeah, get there first. Yeah. yeah if we, if yeah. we were like, it was, I was into, I can't remember what I was reading, but it was something what I was reading. I don't read. I was listening to an audio book. Not going to lie. <laughs> but it was to say, like, if me and you were sat in some, you know, conference, listening to the latest social media way of building and growing your business, and me and mm-hmm. you both leave that conference with the same new knowledge, and me and you were competitors, it's really who's going to get who's going to get that up and running quicker, me or you? Yeah. And if you get that up and running quicker than me, your business is going to fucking soar, and I'm going to be behind and then chasing. And 
you know, that that ability not only to solve a problem, but to solve problems that are actually going to be further down the line. And if you yeah. think about the whole Steve Jobs and Apple thing, it was like that they, like you just said, they had that vision that in the next 10, 20, 30, whatever years, we are all going to be living our lives on our phone. Mm-hmm. Now, me and you grew up with the whole fucking, you know, phone that you fucking put your finger in and turn the fuck like to have that kind of vision that that's where the world's gonna go like not many people really have that if we, if we yeah here now and go okay what where's everything going to go in the next 20 30 years with technology how are we going to be doing things you know mm-hmm. and like i i don't have that vision i don't have that <laughs> oh, I, I can kind of semi see it but like you know someone come along with you know we're going to be doing everything by ai well i was like oh fucking ai how does this work that's a good idea, <laughs> or, or or not. Who knows? We'll see where it yeah. goes. But yeah. this stuff was being developed well before any of us thought it was going to be necessary or usable. And I think that's that's huge. And we can't all have that. I, I don't know. You can't. That's not something you can. You can. I don't. Yeah. Think. Yeah. I mean, the world. I think the world would go crazy if we had all that. But 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 then imagine imagine the money these people have had to pump into that vision yeah. in advance. In advance. Imagine the the amount of people that have said to them, John, what you're doing is crazy. Yeah, yeah. And they've still then got the um, the substance and the resilience and the, and the belief in that vision yeah. to go, listen, I know that in 20 years, this is going to work. Yeah. Well, you've only got to look, and look, money makes money, right? I mean, he almost can afford his space fucking program. But, like, how much of that hasn't worked so far? Yeah. Right, and that—that's not a cheap fucking hobby. Sending, cheap <laughs> yeah, places, yeah. Right? The amount of fucking things that have blown up, not taken off, not come back, and and he's playing around with this thing that in his head, in the next ten, twenty years, is going to be something that every, you know, that not everybody's going to need, but he's going to be, you know, the world is going to need somewhere. It's you know going to come back, but you know, obviously, you need a lot of money to have those sort of things. But like I say, these people are taking risks on. Oh, yeah, astronomical. Mate, I don't even like spending money on fireworks, and he's spending, you know, trillions on rocket programs and all that kind of stuff. You know, it, it is, it's insane. It's a, and there you go, it's insane, but it's not. It's visionary, isn't it? It's absolutely visionary. Uh, these people are. So if that becomes this normal thing, you know, um, I can't forget what he's trying to do. He's, he's not trying to necessarily just put people in spaces. He's trying to be a, a conveyor belt for sending things back and forth to space and eventually yep. space stations and all this other stuff. Yeah. We will have the, 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 like the, will just be the leading company whereby you pay, you want to get something from earth to fucking that space station, like a courier service to space. Yeah. Like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> like, like, you know, fuck, I can't even get shit delivered from UPS properly. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but, um, you know, that kind of thought that that's what's going to be necessary in the next 10, 20, 30 years. And some of these people are kind of, they're actually building things that they might not even be around for. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You can fucking think that far, Ed. I'm like, I don't, like do I want to build something that I'm not going to be here to, to see or use and is going to make someone else billions? I mean, that's a whole other whole other kind of vision right yeah and that 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 legacy as well you know that that they want to leave behind because they're not going to live forever no matter what no matter what they they create but um yeah i think uh, you know in the in the business world and and even if we take it back back a bit you know we work if we work work at local level and, and in the uk or the states or whatever 
people that have got, you know, IT businesses, like, you know, um, a friend of mine, without mentioning, you know, his name, he he maybe got the contacts from America or whatever, I don't know, but he, he was really involved, again, early doors. He's from Manchester, um, uh, but, you know, you start looking at 20, 25 years ago, he got involved in, like cloud storage, you know, in terms of like uh, looking after people's data and cloud and all this. And, and this guy is a super, super smart guy, but, you know, he ain't got a degree. I think he's got some honorary degrees and stuff and all that now, you know, you know, good on him. But, um, you know, and he's got a net worth of hundreds of millions of pounds now and out of, out of him and his pal creating a little small business, creating a solution that they then, you know, ended up employing three, four, five hundred people. And then they they sold it on, and he's invested and all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, he's 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 um, you know he's he's uber successful, incredibly successful. And it just started out as him and his mate. And 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 I love that, you know, to have that vision. Like things like that, it's always the timing. You, you can imagine com- the, the conversations they were probably having, especially if they were they were quite young when they were doing this. Yeah. I don't know if there was the big world of business fucking gurus and advisors back then, but you imagine people look at them going, you, you two are fucking mad. Yeah. Right. And, and, and then still going, no, trust me, this is, this, this people are going to need this shit. And when they yeah. do, it's going to be huge. Um, you know, and that, that foresight to, to go for something, even if people are saying, yeah, I don't think that's going to work. Yeah. Um, and, and they'll have definitely had that John, won't they? They'll have definitely had people around them doing that. Saying that, and especially generational, I'm noticing like because a lot of stuff now that's been done by people because a lot of it's tech based and the gaming world and all this sort of stuff, it's been done by like 20 odd year olds because they're in that world and they're in that space. And then you potentially got dinosaurs like me and you not being able to see that vision because we're not from that generation. Like we, we can see enough, but they could be going, look, trust me, this is going to be the future of, I don't know, gaming or whatever shit goes on online, right? And I'm going to be like, you know, who's interested in that? But you're not going to come to me for advice because I don't know, right? I can't yeah. help you in that world because I don't, I don't know it enough. It's not a world I'm in and there's no way I could see where any of that stuff's going because I don't even know where it's at now, right? Yeah. But guaranteed there's older people in some of these kids' heads kind of going, no, nah, I don't know about that. And they don't listen. And that's a good thing. You know, don't yeah. listen to someone 20, 30 years older than you when we're talking about something that, you know, kids and younger people are going to want to buy and purchase, you know, in the next 10, 20 years. Yeah, I mean, maybe you listen to. I mean, I've just been to a hotel in Manchester, the Hilton, where we had our event last week, and uh, I needed to pick some up that, that, um, that I'd left behind, you know, nothing major, but I was a sort of en route passing Manchester City Centre. I thought, I'll nip in and get it. And you want to talk about vision, and and again, this is relatable, I think, to me and you and the people that know us and all that. But um, I get there and I can't get I can't get in the barriers. Everything it's it's busy. There's loads of cars, loads of vans. It's that over, and there's a security on there. And I, thankfully, the security guy knows me, so he sort of let me in. And and it's that um, I go in, and it it's literally all a um that is it what do they call it misfits is it the boxing that's there this weekend in manchester oh, yeah, yeah. yeah uh and mcgregor is in the hotel and right. um it's mobbed outside people trying to get photos uh the the ksi and tommy fury aren't there but yeah. but you've got a shitload of people celebs this that the other all there they just had some sort of press conference i've just rocked over at the wrong time just to just to get me bag that i need 
And um, if you'd have asked us, you know, 10 years ago, when we were working in combat sports 10, 12 years ago or whatever, when whether it was MMA or, or boxing, there wasn't a lot of money in this, you know, unless you were a megastar, there yeah. wasn't a lot of money. There wasn't a lot of money in the fights, was there? And yeah. and then if someone would have said to us, and this, I'm not certain, let me just put this out there. This is not Tommy Fury I'm on about. I know the, the Fury's quite well. The last thing I want is his old man coming after me at a press conference or whatever. Fuck, fuck that. But if you'd have said that a bunch of people, YouTubers who can't fucking fight, yeah, yeah would be selling out arenas and selling pay-per-views and making millions, uh, we'd have laughed you out of the room, wouldn't we? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've said it a number of times. Like, you know, for all the fucking, especially right at the start, for all the shit the Paul brothers, both of them took, right? You look at what they've done from kind of where they were and you realise that, that that whole, you know, YouTube, social media following and that kind of fame and the money they fucking made, like there's a documentary about them before they even did all this stuff, how much money those guys were making. Mm -hmm. And it's fucking insane. And, you know, like say, that they're, they're, they're very smart, high people, right? If you actually listen to either of them speak, they're fucking smart. And, you know, I think to a certain degree, they do have, you know, um, you know, they do, there is a serious side to what they're trying to achieve and bring fight sports to the masses, pay people more money because they're in a position to be able to do it. And like you say, these these people and the amount of money, that's why there's so many, you know, XMMA guys willing to go in, yeah. willing to lose and not care about their reputation because of the amount of money they're about to get versus yeah. what they're getting throughout the whole UFC career. I mean, it's it's insane, but it's, it's smart, yeah. it's good business, it's highlighting what can be done. Now, you know, it's never going to rival, you know, high-level world championship boxing or the UFC from a prestige point of view, but it does show what money could be made if you wanted to to do it that way. Um, I mean, these guys are making them, they're making more money in one fight than a lot of pros will in their whole career. Logan, Logan Paul, right, who's kind of the quieter one um, in some ways. Mm. You look at the shit he's done, he's built a fucking drinks company that, that the UFC are now using as one of their sponsors. Yeah. He went from that fight with Mayweather to being in WrestleMania and getting involved yeah. with WWE, which is fucking huge. Yeah. So, um, I think he's fighting again. I don't know if it's this weekend. I think it's this weekend in Manchester. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Just basically, like, making a lot of money, flicking from one fucking thing to another. And, you know, I'm not saying they're not taking it seriously as far as the training goes and all this sort of stuff, I mean, clearly you can fight a little bit, not not to any fucking world championship level, but enough to have people interested. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just, just that over the last couple of years, like, who gets to fucking do that? It's insane. It, the vision is it, the vision of it is insane. And, and um, you know, it's like, it, it is, it's mind-blowing. It's, it's eye-watering money. I mean, my, my, my niece, my niece who's like, you know, 11 years old, uh, and even my lad, my lad's not that bothered by, you know, misfits or whatever. Yeah. But but as it happens, I can't go now. Um, I, but they both wanted to go. Yeah. And as it happens, I, I, I was going to take them, but I can't take them. And I just sort of said, yeah, yeah, I'll sort it. You know, I'll, I'll sort it and I'll get some tickets for us and this, that, the other. And obviously, this, this is pounds sterling now, you know, so there's a do dollar com convert. But standard, bog standard tickets 
were two hundred and fifty pounds each. Wow, fuck, that's that's yeah, that's crazy. And it's it's fucking rammed. It's sold out. Wow. So you're looking, you know, over a thousand pounds by the yeah. time you've, you know, got them there, bought them a few bits of shit. There'll be t yeah. shit, shit t shirts there and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. you know that Uncle Rick, Uncle Nobody is going to get conned, <laughs> yeah, yeah. conned into that. And before you know it, you're a thousand pounds down watching people, again, not Tommy Fury, just putting that out there, watching people who can't fucking fight. Because they've they, they bought into they they've they've captured the imagination of like love them or hate them, mm -hmm. and the intrigue of just wanting to fucking see what happens. Like yep. the amount of Jake Paul fights, I don't know, he's had what five or six now. Uh, where I've been sat at home, and depending on if there's nothing else on, and I'm like, it'd be a fifty dollar pay per view, let's say, and I'm like, I'm not fucking paying for that. It's shit. I don't want to watch it. And I'll be sat on the sofa and it's seven o'clock at night and there's not much else on. And, he's, yeah. and I know it's there. All I know, I know I've just got to click a fucking button. And I'm kind of, I'm not fucking watching it. I'm not watching it. And I'm like, I've got fuck all else to do. Fuck it. Let's just see what yeah. I'm paying for the oh, oh, it's only $50. Oh, fuck. Yeah. It. And also the whole pay per view stuff now, like, I mean, fucking hell, it's, it's annoying. But like, you know, your TV, everything's all connected. You just press OK. Like, it doesn't even feel like real money anymore. It's not like I'm getting cash out and going, there's, you know, UFC's like $80 a pay-per-view now, right? It's fucking insane. But it's all rigged up. So all I've got to do is press buy. I don't see the money disappear, right? And buy, I was just going to say, your money goes by, doesn't it? Your money goes bye-bye, you know? I was looking at my, well, my, I don't know what the fuck I bought last month, but I was just paying off, like, I have, a, I have a, like, a business kind of credit card thing that I put stuff on, mainly to keep my credit up and shit like that. I don't really... I don't really like credit cards and stuff, but I was looking through, and I usually pay it off at, like, next to nothing. I was like, what the fuck are these charges? And then I realised it's fucking TV sports shit I've watched. <laughs> I've like, spent, like, $250 on watching different fucking pay-per-view stuff in the last month. Yeah, mad, like, isn't it? Fucking crazy. Um, so, mad, yeah. mad, well, but... Do this, right, because we kind of digressed a little bit there, but, again, it's all, it's all relative. We, we've ended up going into what I would say high-level entrepreneurs in, in, in what they do, whether that's the world of entertainment, business, sport. I don't necessarily class high-level athletes as entrepreneurs until they go into the things. A lot of them are getting a lot better. Your Conor McGregor would come to mind as an athlete. Yeah, that, that's who I've got written down on my notebook right next to me here, yeah. So, but when you talk to, I don't want to say normal people, but kind of like people... You know, we, we work in a world where, to, to me, literally everybody says they're competitive. And I've learned a lot that be, just being competitive is not enough. It's not always enough. And what people believe and think is competitive isn't actually the thing that's going to get them to where they want to go. What do you think is the difference between, you know, someone being competitive in their market and field and then I know you've answered it with vision kind of thing, but someone, you know, who's just a winner and whatever they kind of go into, they tend that they, they're just fucking successful. They just win. And I, the reason I ask you is that I, I don't know. I'm not, if I was to put myself in a, in a, in a category when it comes to running a business, even sport that I've, that I've done um, at the levels I've, I've done it at, I put myself in the competitive bracket. I'm competitive. My business is fairly competitive. When I used to do, do a lot of sport and compete, I'd be competitive, but I didn't win. I didn't just have that, what I might call winning fucking gene. Mm. 
get me over the edge. And I do think some of it's mindset. I, I think some of it is confidence. Um, and, and, and there's a, probably a ton of psychological things. And then there's this other bracket. And I watch and I see some of these people, and they appear to be doing a lot of what I do. I'm like, what the? F-? But there's just, they just fucking don't lose. Or if they do, they bounce back from that. And it's a rare loss, and they just they just seem to win. Is is there something that you've ever picked up on either with business people or athletes that's from a you know outside of just the big vision? Because I think a lot of us can kind of have that. Yeah, it's more of a of a of a, of a mental attitude type thing. Yep. Um, what I was going to say before about athletes is there's a principle called act as if, and a lot of them do act as if they're a champion. Straight, yeah. They act as if they're a champion. They act as if they dress, McGregor was the one. He dressed like he was a world champion before he was a world champion. Yeah. Yeah. He acted like one before he was a world champion. He spent money like one before he had the money to spend, blah, blah, blah. But going... In terms of what you're saying there, because you're right, I, I look at if you take it even away from sport, I look at someone like Jay Z. Again, yeah. you know, he's an absolute megastar, isn't he? You know, Beyonce, Jay Z, 50 Cent, those kind of people. Yeah. 50 Cent's probably a great example because everything he touches just. 50 Cent was training next to me in goals a, a few weeks ago. It's fucking hilarious. Do you remember when he when he came to LA Fitness? Yeah, 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 yeah. I digress quickly here. This is like a personal fucking story that no one will get. But you remember how he trained and had these four bodyguards around yeah, him? Yeah, yeah. Exactly the same now. He was doing a gig in LA, and he's much older, obviously, but exactly the same. He's on the fucking chest press machine. He's got a fuck knows how many plates. I'm still pretty strong. Yeah. And he's, and he's got his two two bodyguards, massive, just stood out. Massive, yeah, yeah, and yeah. We saw that like 20 years ago in, yeah. in LA Fitness when he did the gig in Manchester. It was exactly the same, but 20 years later. So, so I think in there, like, in there lies the answer. Um, you, you, you could answer, you could say these people are resilient. Now, we're all resilient. And there's, a, there's an argument that uh, it's, some of us are born more resilient than others, and we definitely are, but res- resilience can be trained. Uh, I think society, and again, without going too much down a rabbit hole, society is detraining resilience, and it's yes. it's moving us towards comfort and abundance, and yeah. we can't tolerate frustration anymore. Where yeah. the minute something gets difficult, we fucking whinge and piss and moan, or or we fuck it off and go on TikTok instead. And and yeah. if you look at society, that that is what the masses. Yeah. Dare I say it? Dare I say it? And I dare I generalize? Um, that's kind of what a lot are doing. But if you look at Fifty Cent and that training example, I think you've kind of answered it. There is that what what these people have the ability to do is stay completely, completely laser focused and locked in on habits that are going to take them to success. Yeah, and and they don't deviate, and 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 and. and it, they, they are the people I've seen. They are literally living their life, uh, doing the same things day in day out, the same routines day in day out, and and those routines win. Allow them to win. You try and break them out of their routine. One, it would send them crazy, but it wouldn't because they just won't do it. They just won't do it. They they're so sort of single minded in, in who they are. They're comfortable in their own skin. And, and you know, so if you went up to him, for argument's sake, you're in good shape, you know, really good shape, said, hey, listen, 
He's in decent nick, isn't he? Still for yeah. his age and all that. But as we know, trainers can improve anyone. Yeah. He, nah. He'd be like, nah, nah. I've got my, obviously I'm generalising, I don't know him, but I'm yeah. fairly certain he'd be like, this, I've done it this way for I'm years. Doing this, yeah, yeah, I'm doing this yeah. Line. I do it this way for years. And, and, and it's that ability to then repeat the mundane, the yeah. grind. So, you know, when people talk about the grind, get up and grind, get up and grind, most of us don't get up and fucking grind. We no. get up, we have the odd day where we grind, and then some days we go, Whoa, meh, I'm tired, yeah. because we're just human beings. Uh, whereas the, the people that, that I believe that really, really, really make it, Canelo, if you take it back to combat, yeah. Canelo will drill and drill and drill and drill. And you know that whole thing of 10, you know, 10,000 hours or whatever it is, 5,000 reps, 10,000 yeah. hours? He'll have done that by the time he was a junior athlete. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he won't get to, you know, black belt ninja status and be like, I don't have to do this anymore. He yeah. will be working because that's, uh, you know, Mayweather, again, Mayweather, yeah. Oh, Mayweather Mayweather was great. He didn't get hit. No, Mayweather got hit loads. Yeah. But Mayweather didn't get hit because he was fucking practised his defence a million times yeah. over. And yeah. and they've got that elite talent. It's when that it's when that um it's when that perfect storm happens. So yeah. there's a lot of people who have elite talent but not elite mindset and elite work ethic. Yeah, yeah. And if you if you look at them three circles, these very few out there have got that perfect storm of elite talent, elite mindset, and elite work ethic. Yeah. And it's I that perfect like, storm. You've actually hit the whole nail on the head. If I come full circle to the start of this conversation, because I didn't I didn't really think, and I'm I'm, I'm glad we went off into a few different areas of this, because when you started with the difference basically being vision. I was a bit like fucking okay. Well, you know, vision's a you know wide topic, right? Mm -hmm. But as we've been talking, I've been thinking because what triggered me off to this conversation was a, you know a few things I've been reading on. You know, like you said, elite elite athletes, and and you've kind of said the same thing. The vision for the difference between people that are let's say you know competitive winners and become legendary is that you listen to someone like Canelo he's talking about being a legend he's talking about the being the best ever to do it and that's his drive so one championship wasn't enough now don't get me wrong I'm not taking anything away from someone who's worked their arse off to win a world title but I think for some people that was the limit of their vision yep and that's still a fucking big vision don't I mean? yeah know. absolutely absolutely in anything yeah um you know, maybe power napping. I'm quite good at that. But you, you know, but so tea, but, tea drinking for me. Drinking will be another one. So, so the, you and people say this stuff, and you're like, yeah, yeah. So, and I think sometimes from like where I'm seeing, you know, these visions of being legendary and the best to ever do it, it's just so far away that we don't think like that. So I, I don't have a vision of being the best to ever build a fucking personal training company because. I kind of know my resources. I know where I'm at. And the chances of me having 30 to 50 personal training gyms and becoming that maybe is limited. But also, looking at it now, I'm, I'm limiting my own fucking belief by saying, well, maybe I'll just be happy with this, right? Yeah. And then you get that one and you sit back. And a lot of what I've listened to when it comes to elite athletes, someone like Michael Jordan, 
comes to fucking mind. I, I read a lot of Tim Grover stuff and he talks about Michael Jordan's mentality and not only that mentality to go, right, great, we won a championship, a few weeks off, what have we got to do to win the next one? Back on it, yeah. I don't yeah. just want one. I want I want more than anybody else has ever had. Yeah. LeBron James, I want more points than anybody else has ever had. I want more of this. And that drive to keep going no matter what, when you've got millions and millions, probably billions in the bank account, right? Yep. That is a whole other level of like you said, but it's the vision. The vision yep. is I'm going to keep doing this until it will be forever known that I was the best to ever do this. Yep. You know, someone like Tom Brady winning fucking six, seven Super Bowls, whatever it is. You know, he could have just left fucking New England, but went, no, I want another one. I don't think this team's going to help me win another one, so I'm going to go to this team. Mm -hmm. But not only that, these people, they don't just win and become a legend for themselves, especially if it's more of a team sport. They elevate everybody else around them. Yeah, like that's a whole other mindset as well. I think yep. if people, you're a big Man United fan, right? You think of someone like when Eric Cantona came to United, mm -hmm. he didn't just come and 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 be the best player in the Premiership for himself. He elevated the whole fucking team. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody will turn around and say we probably won an extra couple of <clears> titles <throat> because he made us better. Yep. Jordan is a big example of that. Yeah, he held the team accountable, and when. I'm winning this with or without you, but you lot had better step up. Yeah. Like, I don't need you, but you want to win more rings, then, you know, you yeah. do this my way. And I think, like, that that level and those kind of people, and you see it in business, I've seen it, I've worked for companies where new managers come in and elevated us all. Mm. Because they, they were good. Maybe the last one wasn't so good, and all of a sudden this new guy comes in and you want to work harder for that person for mm -hmm. whatever Yeah. They create, like, exactly like you said, they create this vision of where we can all go. And all of a sudden, yeah. like, well, no one ever created that. I thought this was my ceiling. You're yeah. now telling me I could end up here. Now I want to work harder. Now I want to yeah. work more towards that. And eventually, people like me and you, we keep working so that we end up becoming that person. We have to be that person to elevate or try and elevate everybody else. And I, of course. I forget that responsibility sometimes in my own business. You know, I have mm. 10 employees work for me. It's my job to help, help and make them believe that they can take this career wherever the fuck they want to go. Yeah. Well, I've seen anything I've ever fucking done. I mean, you mentioned United before, and, and obviously um, Cantona and people like that, but but also Sir Alex Ferguson, the, the, the manager, and he won all this stuff at Man United, but he was famous for the fact that if they won on the Saturday, by the Monday, he was like, right, what, what are we doing next? And da 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 yeah. And then he, he won all this stuff at Man United, so you could say, okay, well, but that's Man United, right? It's a big club, arguably the biggest club in the United Kingdom, arguably they one of the biggest. Nothing, pretty much, apart from a few FA Cups with 20. Right. Ferguson, they, okay. But they'd won nothing before you came. But he, with a tiny little club in Scotland, Aberdeen, Yes, won won the cup winners' cup, and 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 I can't remember which one, but they beat one of the Spanish greats. Yeah, might have been, yeah. might have been, you know, Barcelona or whoever. But also, I st I stumbled across a video the other day on one of the social media platforms. I've never seen it before, and this was a good ten years, maybe six, yeah. eight, ten years before Ferguson came to Man United as the manager. Yeah, Aberdeen had just beaten Rangers in the Scottish Cup final. They just won the Scottish Cup final. Everyone's cheering, the players are cheering. They interview Ferguson and they say, are you happy, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, I'm not happy. That performance, it was a disgrace. We're the luckiest team alive today. And, and you know, there's a part of you that says, oh, we can get a grip, go and have a bit of fun. But then equally, it, yeah. it shows you 
The, the, they won the cup. They beat Rangers, a, a huge Scottish team, and he wasn't happy. And he was raising the bar and setting the standards. And 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 for me, it is I would consider. I don't know about elite. I don't know if I'd ever call myself elite in anything. But I, I would consider that I have a pretty good work ethic. Yeah. But would I consider that I've got a high level work ethic? Maybe even a. a Top level work ethic. I would say, I would argue that I might do. Yeah. But have I got top level talent? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have I got that top level mindset? No. I, I think my mindset's good and I, I work on it and I study it. But it's that perfect storm that some of them, we, you and I both know without mentioning names, certainly over here, we've, yeah. we might have even worked with a few in our time. We've had top level elite talent. Yeah, yeah. But they haven't had, and they've still done quite well. But if they'd have had that elite work ethic and that elite mindset to go with it, then they could have been, you yeah. know, the next. Uh, maybe not because maybe there's not that many Jordans that ever are going to live in our life, or that that many Bradys that are going to live in our life. But but I think it's that perfect storm that yes, they are blessed with that talent, but then equally. They've still got to train that talent. They've got yeah, to do that I work every day. The thing is, like you said, yeah. that's, that's a whole other level. There's a lot of top-level athletes that are blown up. You, you know, they've been super talented and got close and, and whatever, self-combusted personal life, done things that have just basically self-sabotaged any form of what could be long-term success. Yep. Um, and were arguably as talented as any other, you know, someone like, you know, Mike Tyson would be, would be an example for me yeah. someone who had the potential as fucking amazing as he was to go down as the greatest heavyweight of all time. But he self combusted before any of that was ever going to really be, you can't compare him. Yeah. So he had two of the three, didn't he? He had the work ethic and the talent, but you imagine if he had the mindset he's got now, you imagine he had that then. Yeah, and he was young, and there's a lot of things that go into him. You can't, for me, you can't compare him to someone like Muhammad Ali yeah. because of the length of what someone like Ali did. Now, yes, he won and lost and whatnot, but over a long period of time, um, you know, he had the mindset, you know, whereas I think, you know, Tyson, we all know about his issues, and that will forever end up with being the argument that, yeah, for a couple of years, he was probably the best to ever fucking do it. Mm -hmm. But you look at his career as a whole, and you just can't put him up there at the top because of because of that um but yeah and then, like i say I, it interests me like i it just i think just being able to you know going back to the alex ferguson thing i don't know if you saw it i, I saw it on a post the day it's not in the, the the new beckham documentary there was a bit where beckham says and just having the smart to this because i think what people misunderstand about ferguson is like ferguson was a fucking hard ass but every single person respected him and Beckham tells this story where when Teddy Sheringham came to United, at the end of the season, he tells Beckham, I don't know if you saw this story, he tells Beckham that Sheringham's going to get the number 10 shirt from Beckham. Yeah. He's devastated. Yeah. Ferguson already knew what he was going to do, but Ferguson let Beckham sit through the whole summer. I don't know how long that is now between like the end of the season and the start of the new mm -hmm. season. Beckham's fuming, he's simmering, he sat there the whole summer. Ferguson pulls him in the office day one of pre-season and uh, Beckham's kind of thinking, I mean, I'm going to maybe have a go about losing my number 10 shirt. I'm not happy. 
Ferguson starts the conversation with, okay, we're going to give you a new number. We're going to give you the number seven shirt. And everyone knows the number seven shirt is... Yeah, the Holy Grail. Yes, yeah. Everybody wants that shirt. And, he's, and Beckham's like, within seconds, all that simmering, all that fucking frustration, all that thing. Fergie knew what he was doing. Yeah. Fergie knew he was going to leave him sitting. He could have told him when he said, look, I'm going to give Sheringham the 10. You're going to get the seven. He could have done it all at the time and chose not to. Yeah. And then Beckham's career went on even further. And you just like, like that level of, I don't even know what you want to call it, cunning, whatever the fuck it might be to be that yeah. patient, to know yeah. that if I do this this way, it's going to have much more of an impact on this guy than if I just tell him now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm patient. If I've got good news for someone, I want to fucking give it to my car. Yeah, yeah, them. yeah. If I hold this back a little bit and let them think, because I've had it done to me. I've been spewing thinking, fucking hell, you've done that. And then I go in, you know, I have a conversation a week later and they actually tell me there was a bit more of a plan and that you're going to get this. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's fucking great. Why didn't you tell me two weeks ago? I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah. It feels so fucking good when it happens. Yeah. And the people that have that ability to be patient, knowing that psychologically this is going to be much better. Mm. Like even that's a whole other world of like management leadership. Yep. You know, building that team camaraderie and having people trust that whilst you might be a hard ass, whilst you might get called out, whilst you might get, and there was a lot of stuff on in the last dance with Jordan, a lot of fucking players hated him. Yeah. Like I've got four fucking championships playing with that guy. I would not have got that without that. So when they look back on their careers, they go, I see why he was like that. I see why. And again, the same thing with Ferguson. There's been so many things in little bits in books and yeah. little bits and people going on about how, how Ferguson was. But yeah. one of them doesn't go, well, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have had all these titles. So at the end of the fucking day, you know. They've, they've got the perfect mix of talent and work ethic and mindset. And, and you know, patience falls under the mindset piece. You know, Beckham, there's an argument whether Beckham was truly elite. I, I, I thought he was brilliant. I don't personally think he was truly elite. But, um, but Raised to a level probably beyond... Way beyond where he should have gone. Way beyond. Because of Ferguson, because of the players around him, because of the, you know, the adulation of the... Yeah. Back in the day, that whole group of Beckham gigs, the Nevilles, like there was just a thing about that group. And you see yeah. it even more nowadays when you look at how fucking players are now, and especially unfortunately like the way United's gone. Yeah. You, you can just see like that 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 is a nucleus of something that is fucking special. And yeah. you only realise how special it is when it's gone. You know, Liverpool had it for twenty years and they chopped and changed managers. Yeah. Well, that, that old school mentality. It's what United are doing now, yeah, yeah. But they did it with two or three managers and kept winning. Yeah. For a while, you know. They didn't have just one like United had when they were dominant. When Liverpool yeah. were dominant before United, they they started and they had about three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Group mentality because they grew that whole thing. And it was only when they ran out of the last boot room manager that it went yeah. I think it was maybe Sooness they finally... Dal Dalgleish, yeah. They, they went pear, yeah, pear-shaped after Sooness. Yes, they were ex-players. They were good, but they Dalglish. weren't that boot room management that they yeah. started to drop. And then they never got it back until, yeah. you know, the last few yeah. years. But, so. but then going back to what you said before, if, you, if you're talking about Beckham in Elite, I mean, the guy, by his own admittance, he, I think he's far smarter than he lets on. I think, he's oh, far, yeah. I think he plays himself down, but... But I don't suppose he's got many qualifications to his name or anything like that. 
But I know one thing, he's got loads of fucking money in the bank, I know that, and he's well, he's, an, he's an elite brand. His yeah. brand, he was arguably the first sport, well, was he? Maybe I'm wrong there, but who knows? But he was certainly, at his time, the biggest global brand in sport, oh, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, that's incredible. He, he did the modelling, you know, there was that extra thing. I think that was some of the stuff that Ferguson hated, but it was, it was huge at the time for allowing, you know, Football, you think back, they've always done well, but footballers have not always been the multi-millionaire fucking famous people that they are nowadays, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, look, you know, you you, you, won't, you might not see much of it on this side, of, on, on, on that side of the pond, but, you know, Beckham's ownership of, of Miami and bringing in fucking Messi, he's a fucking mastermind. Like the, yeah. That, that, getting that over the line and bringing someone like Messi to Miami... And, and just changing the whole culture of that team. They were fucking bottom of the league with no wins. Yeah, mate, he's up to, Beckham's up to summit with Man United. There's no question about that. Um, he, he, was he was quizzed on it the other day. I don't know if he's got some sort of even ambassador role if new ownership comes in or whatever. But this, so he's up to something. But uh, what was interesting, if you've not seen the documentary, or if anyone watching hasn't seen the, doc the documentary with Beckham in, um, when they talked about his flash lifestyle and this, that, the other... And and then Roy Keane, who was the hard ass captain, wanted and all that. Yeah. Roy Keane backed it. Roy uh, Beckham said, "No matter what I did with my business, no matter what I did with my personal life and all that, my professionalism was never questioned. I was always training hard, yeah. fit. I was always on it." And then Keane said, "I only had an issue if somebody couldn't back it up on the on the pitch and in training." Yeah. And um, so there we go again. Beckham, yeah. elite level work ethic. Yeah. You know, had it all, had talent, had looks, had fame, but still had that work ethic. And as yeah. still, if you watch him in that documentary, it's fascinating. Uh, yeah, you could argue that, that they've, they've filmed it for the documentary, but I genuinely don't believe they have. The way he was cleaning his stove, it was to perfection. The way he was doing all his clothes were laid out to, to perfection, you know. Well, they say, um, right? And I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent believer in this because I just look at how I do things. But like, the how you do one thing is how you do everything, and I think about elite level, you know. Um, yeah, I, I think you know, there's, there's definitely something to be said for the if you have attention to detail, you'll have attention to detail on, on most yeah. you do, especially if you're actually interested in it, whatever that might be, or if you do it. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. do it well, or I'm not going to do it, or I'm going to pay someone else to do it. <laughs> and, 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 but that's and, and there's the mindset piece. If if they don't want to do it, boom, they won't do it. They won't do anything that will unless it drives forward their hobbies, their interests, their their legacy. So um, uh, for me, it's those three key components, um, and it's to get to the elite levels. It's that perfect storm of having greatness in all three, but also. Being prepared to work on your work ethic, being prepared to work on your mindset, being prepared to work on your talent. And like you've said, not only doing that, but they can hit that level. And then guess what? Tomorrow I go again and I go again and I go again. Whereas, you know, like you say, you win a world title, fuck me in anything. You are brilliant. But I do not blame so many people for going, hey, that's me. I've got my world title. I've got my money in the bank. Nice one. But but for these um, people, they they they're searching for legacy, and and nothing is ever uh, ever enough. You worry about them when they retire, but then again, you know, you look at the way that they can reinvent themselves or go back to, again to fifty cent, 
came away from rap music. I know he still does bits, but look at his acting. Apparently, you know, he's he's an unbelievable to work with. Look at his businesses, unbelievable. Um, you know, Beckham, he's definitely, like you say, he's done big things within the Miami. There's something going on with Man United. No question about it. I am interested. I might be horrendously wrong. This might not age well. But maybe I'm living in hope, John. Maybe I'm living in hope. Maybe. We'll definitely come back to this at some point. Um, Look, I think that's a great fucking note to to, to end this. um, To end this, I think, like, there's been some fucking great nuggets. Like, I I wanted to quiz your mind on this stuff because I know this is, is something that you study a lot, whether it be with yourself or for your clients. And, uh, yeah, there's been some fucking really good nuggets that, that I've taken away from the way the conversation started to bringing it back round to, again, I think that first word you kind of said, which is vision, is is crucial. And most of us don't have a really clear vision and maybe we don't even have a, a high enough vision to get to wherever we, we want to get to. And I think that's a, a huge take-home message that regardless of where we are, take a look at what your vision is now and fucking add mm. to it. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you want to do even better, because I find it hard and my vision can drop sometimes and go, fuck it, maybe I'll just be happy with this. Especially when you're tired and things are hard and you fucking, you know, you're going, you know, maybe I want to be a millionaire, but maybe half a mil is enough if I could just be a little less stressed. Is that no? Exactly, exactly that. With what you said you fucking want and keep working towards it. So, yeah, look, I, I appreciate that. That was, uh, that was really interesting. Hopefully everyone else has, has took an awful lot of stuff from that. That was, uh, that was really good. Cool. Right. Thank you very much. It was I enjoyed that. I enjoy all our chats anyway. <laughs> I enjoy um I enjoy every bit of it and, and you know, yeah. What the the key's in our title, isn't it? The winning edge. We're yeah, all trying to we're trying to trying to find the winning edge. That was a lot of it. Cool. All right. Thanks guys. Thanks for listening. See you next See time. See you later.